in bitches and dolls and no one told you they love you today. Then I love you because you are you. That's right, you, Tom Gregory. I love you. Oh, my gosh. It's about time someone did. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you for coming into my podcast this morning. I'm an old lady with a lot of opinions. So oh. I met I met you. Well, I just didn't meet you. Now I'm meeting you, but I'll, through my friend Michael Hollingsworth, right. who has his book coming out now. Right. Okay. I got it on Amazon last night, actually. You did. I'm. I'm waiting for the Kindle to come. You know, to come and. You're more technology technologically advanced than I am. I am. I'm more the technology. I, I am than a lot of people our age. Anyway, so let's talk about you and your story and what they called you before you moved to the Hamptons. Lottie Jaw. Okay, talk about yourself. Well, you know, it's funny you said the Hamptons. When I first time I when you move, one thing when you move out of state, because I moved from California to New York, you've got to change everything, your health insurance and also I had to go to a new doctor and I'm at my doctor's office and I was referring to where I live and I said the Hamptons and the woman looked at me, she said, You don't call it the Hamptons, it's called the East End. I said, Oh, okay. oh I didn't I'm know that. correct you. Yeah, that's that, that is true, because I'm on the local radio out here. And I've learned that as well. It's like kind of like a, 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 a just something that you learn. I don't know the East End. So I live on the East End, and more specifically, the South Fork of Long Island, which uh-huh. yes is the Hamptons. I actually live in Southampton, but uh, yeah, I lived in California. I lived in Los Angeles for um, since nineteen eighty four, and then I left there at the very very end of twenty twenty one. And I also have a place in Manhattan, and I was living there with all my stuff in storage. For a couple of months and I said, wait a minute, I can't just live in an apartment with my dog forever and have my stuff in storage. And I started looking for a house and uh, things were crazy out here then. And they're, they're always crazy real estate. Watch. But I found this house and I moved out here in March of 2022. And I feel pretty settled now. And and tell me about your history in La La Land, because what, what I love what was I what known as in La La Land? Well, depends on what in what in what on what stage you're talking about. <laughs> you're an actor. I know you're an actor. Yeah, actually, quickly to that point, um, when I moved to LA in '84, I was a young kid from South Jersey. What did I know from anything? I got in my '72 Chevrolet Impala and drove out. It was a wonderful experience. I did it with my mother. She wanted to ride shotgun. It was a great time. Now that my mother's gone, I think I should have had. A lot of great conversations with her in that car, but I don't remember talking about anything but me. But uh, so, so I, I, I came to L.A. And you know what? I worked my first job was working at the Mondrian Hotel up on Sunset. Uh, and you, I don't know if you remember, but there was a guy. I do. A gom and how beautifully painted that was. Do you remember Beautiful. that? Beautiful. And I, by the way, I left ever so briefly in the 90s, L.A., I, for a, a part I was doing. And I, when I came back, they painted the whole thing white. Anyway, when I was working there, the painter who was in charge of it, I want to say his name was Agam. I think it was Agam himself. Um, we used to come into this restaurant I worked at, at, at the Madrian, uh, for breakfast every day. And it was just such an interesting uh, introduction to Los Angeles, working at that hotel and all these people. Peter Max used to come in. It was just interesting. And then from there... 
I didn't last there very long. It was a slightly challenging management there. But I got a job at Joe Allen Restaurant down on third. I remember Joe Allen. Hamill, yeah. And that was a great experience. I worked there for four or five years and I just loved it there. Uh, I still look at it as a as one of the high points of my life. It was just mm-hmm. a lovely, lovely memory. You know, you'd work and you'd work a double and you'd work hard and you might come home with 80 or 100 bucks and you felt like a million dollars. Right. I had a great apartment on the long prey and floors overlooking with a great, with a great roommate overlooking a, the whole LA, the whole basin, really. It was just a great time in my life. And I love Joe Allen. In fact, about three years ago, I had a, uh, a reunion for all the employees because they closed it down and opened it up as Orso and it was never the same. And we all sort of dispersed immediately when they started the renovation and most of us never went back when it became Orso. So we had never seen each other. So I had a, I, you know, you figure you're not seeing anybody that you were friends with all those times you work with them, but you figure everybody else is. They're just including you out. But the truth was I learned by having that, that uh, reunion that nobody had really spoken to anyone all, in all those years. And it was a mm. wonderful thing to do. And we, re- we, we really recounted our days together and some of our stories. And in fact, the undercurrent that was going on there, especially at that restaurant, because so many people that worked there were gay and it was, you know, 1985 to 89 uh, was HIV, AIDS, and how many people passed away. Mm-hmm. And I can remember people coming into that restaurant and uh, on Saturday afternoons or Sunday afternoons and just coming from memorial services, et cetera, et cetera. And just the whole thing. And when COVID came along, I have to be frank with you. I mentally just dismissed the whole thing. I had lived through the damn thing once and, you know, with a, and either even much worse, really. HIV was just so deadly and it was really killing young and, and innocent people. Exactly. It was, it was just a terrible, terrible, terrible time. time. Uh, in fact, even uh, so when COVID came in, I was very dismissive of it. In fact, I never did get COVID, but um, that I know of. But uh, I remember, too, the gay pride movement became very strong then, and the parades were much different than they are now. Exactly. And, uh, and, and I stopped doing, I was living in West Hollywood most of my life, or in that area when I lived in L.A., and I just stopped going because they became something else. You know, when I remember them, they were really supportive. And you saw things like Louise Hay with the Hayride and Marianne. That's Louise Hay, my favorite person to listen to. You know, and I know so many people that that were suffering with that disease and they would come in and you'd hear, you know, you know, my friends, the people I worked with, you know, they just passed away. Mm-hmm. Got sick. And I mean, I, I can count six of them that were really good friends. And in fact, I'm I'm 63. And I wonder what my life would have been even now, how what I've lost by all those people that I lost, the friendships, you know, because the few of us that still are alive, um, from that era are, are pretty close. There's just not a lot of men like me. And now that now I have to say from my experience being a gay man at my age, the next big plague that I really feel is affecting the gay community is, is drugs. Oh, um, really? White drugs. Yeah. Methamphetamine is a big, big deal. And oh. I'm, and I'm, I see it, you know, I've really backed off from, apps and dating and because it's just a 
a sex romp with drugs so much. It, it just is. It's maybe not maybe not everywhere, but certainly in Manhattan at certain hours of the night. If you go online, you wow. you can you can run into all kinds of all kinds of trouble. So anyway, um, but yeah, so I lived in L.A. and and experienced my life. And I think what you're getting at is what I did. Uh, I lived had a very uh, public partner for 12 or 13 years and he was very 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 successful and uh, we had a, we he, we have although not together now a very nice life and very lavish life certainly when he and I were together we had a very lavish life and he has a very lavish life dare I just be more pointed and say he was the one with all the big money uh, <laughs> But I'm, I'm not doing badly at all. He was very kind. If, if anybody wants to look it up, they can find out who he was. I was a lovely man. I never say anything bad about him. What type of business was he in? He started an internet company. Uh, in '99. It was a famous sale. And okay. Then, right. Okay. And then he started a foundation, and he's just a really, really top-notch guy. You know. Right. I, I knew him well, you know, and people change. I haven't really, we haven't been together for 12-ish years. And uh, so I can't really speak to how he is now, but I, I see him occasionally. I talk to him often. Right. He's just a wonderful guy of high character, you know. I mean, well, I, let's I, get back to you. You is who, who I'm interviewing, okay? Okay, but I will tell you, though, that through him, um, I learned a lot of great lessons of life about oh. public service, et cetera. And one of the things was um, I went to uh, I moved after he and I parted ways in about 2012. Um, I bought a house up in Hollywood, up above Mulholland near Outpost Street called Macapa, wonderful little cul-de-sac. And uh, I, I renovated this house. I made it my dream house, a lovely, lovely home. And uh, I was a runner. Uh, it was one of the things I started, actually, when we did break up just to kind of clear my mind, you know, and I, I loved, I, I discovered I really loved running and I would run along Mulholland Drive. I would run from Outpost to Laurel Canyon and back. And I remember one day I stopped to take a picture of something because I was painting as well. And I thought, oh, this would make a great little painting. And I took a picture of it and I said, oh, wait, there's all these cans, all these beer cans are in this picture. And I, I, I grabbed a bag that was on the road. I found a, a bag. It was right. There's a lot of trash on the road. And uh, I cleaned the I cleaned up the little road there, so I got a nice clean picture without any beer cans in it, because that was always my rule when I painted. I only painted what I saw, you know. And mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I took the picture, and I and then I continued my run, and I all the way down to Laurel, and I came back. And by the time I came back, I, I knew there was a real problem. There was a great deal of trash along that stretch, and in fact, everywhere. And I go now, I see it. And uh, what I started to do was I would uh, I would run every other day. It's just three miles, you know, west, three miles east. Uh, and I started picking up trash and I would take a bag and I dump it in people's trash cans along the way. Even if I had to go in their side yard or something and I would haul tires and. You know, if, if someone had dumped the refrigerator, I would go to the app LA311 and report it. And they were very good. I would report graffiti. I became this guy who really, you know, you see these rows and it says adopted by blah, 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 you know, the next 10 miles. Well, I actually really adopted that stretch from Outpost to uh, Laurel Canyon. 
And I did it. Uh, I started it thinking I only needed to do it. You know, it took me six months to clean up the existing trash. Yeah, let me put it wow. that way, running every other day. And I, you know, I'm not really running at this point. I'm doing wow. a slow trudge. And every time I see anything, I was picking up cigarette butts, everything. I would stop. And oh, I, I must have plastic gloves with you. Huh? Nope, nope. I didn't do any of that. No, I didn't oh. do any of that. No, no gloves, no nothing. So I carried a towel over my shoulder and I, I would wipe my hand on one side of it. That was my dirty side. And if I need to wipe my face, I flip it over. But I never, I never get sick. I never got sick. Wow. And, and uh, I think I got my immune system probably got stronger. But um, I, so I would, plus all that stuff had been sitting in the sun, you know, it, it, stuff, it sits in that really hot sun up there, you know. It, it, mm. so I remember picking up a beer bottle once and it was full of beer. It's just a little warning and it had been sitting in the sun for a long time. The thing, as soon as I picked it up, I must have tapped it on something. Blew and up? It, it blew up like ah. all that little brown shards of glass. Oh everywhere. my God. Yeah, it was really, I mean, the pressure, and it was probably going to blow up on its own, but just as I picked it up, it was just enough force against it that it blew But getting back to my point, so I, I was running, and it took me, like you say, six months to really get it so that a lot of the really embedded trash was gone. And then I just continued to pick up because I found I had to. I had to take bag, a bag with me, and I would fill it multiple times every other day just from people coming through. You know, it had been clean, but they they saw they saw it okay to throw garbage out their window, and uh, so I did that. And and uh, I mean, I found, I remember one time it was, it was slightly heroic. I remember one time I found a passport, uh, a, a Taiwanese not Taiwanese, a, a bank of Thailand, a Thai. Yeah. Thank you, a Thai passport, um, and it was just. And I thought. Some guy was probably drunk and threw this out his window. And I almost thought I'd just throw it away. And I thought, no, I threw it in my pocket. I got on Facebook. I found the guy. He was just, he had his, told me he had his car broken into him. And he was so grateful because he had just lost like two nights before. And he was trying to get renewed because he had to go home to Thailand. He was a tourist. So it was fun. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't happy, joyous fun, but it certainly was rewarding. And it was so fun to, to clean it up and uh, and uh, see the fruits of my labor, you know, and I, I, I always hoped it would stay that way, but I always took a bag every time I ran because it never did. You learn a lot about people by picking up litter. I know. So, people learn you know, a lot about people about picking up their garbage, honey. And what they throw out their window and you know what's going up on in your neighborhood or, you know, by people coming through, Um all found all kinds of things. I used to find money. That was always interesting. Um, I'll bet. Yeah. What's, what's the most you ever found in money? Oh, in one spot? $220. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, people, you know what it was? Bobby, people would get out. I think they'd pull over. In that instance, you can tell by the trash. Someone had pulled over, had sex, probably got out and pulled up his pants and dropped his money. Ah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what other stuff I found around the money. Don't tell this poor old bubble. But I'll tell you one thing, people of America, you all drink and drive too much. Beer bottles, you know, little bottles of whiskey, all that stuff. And pot trash. Oh, my God. The pot smokers are. It's legal here now. No, I know. But I just throw the pipes out the window. (laughs) Pots. 
paraphernalia and those little plastic containers. It's legal here too. It's uh, so I saw a lot of that uh, and the other discouraging things. I don't mean to be depressing, but I can remember on the 4th of July, I'd always regret like I let them do their thing on the 4th and 5th of July, but by the 6th or 7th, I go up there and clean it up and it was atrocious what I would find. Mm. People would come up and look at fireworks and they think nothing of just leaving everything behind. I, I mean, there were, there were people that didn't do that, but those people I never had any indication of. But the amount of trash indicated that a great deal of people were just leaving it. And the thing is, you think, I'll oh, put up a trash can, but a lot of times there were trash cans right there, but they just didn't want to walk across the street, like the Universal Overlook up on Mahalan. It just, it was, that was, that was my hot spot. I would always run, run by. Mm. Yeah. But again, you know, I would call the city and, and, you know, that was the one good thing I could get the city to do, come up and pick up my stuff. But they knew me well and they cover graffiti for me real fast. And on every Wednesday I would take a, a, a bag with a, graffiti removal spray can of solvent and then if that didn't work i also had uh, like a greenish spray paint i would cover it up if it looked like it was like really bad gang tagging or something and then the city would come and do it right you just don't want to leave that stuff there right my, so what my, are you doing now that because i've got like about eight minutes or actually yeah about eight minutes six minutes to just talk about your life today today so I was, so the trash thing, and I have to be honest with you, after doing that, and just, I'd been in LA a while, I developed a TV show and written that and sold that, mm. and but I, I, uh, I was picking out trash and just my time there was over. I loved it there, but I'd done everything I'd wanted to do. I'm, I was from the East coast, even though it'd been years since I, I and I was always part-time. I had a house in Man, a place in Midtown Manhattan, which I still have since about 94. That's so I would, I also would come back and forth a lot, you know, um, and I just thought, well, you know, uh, I, I just it was time and I sold my house. I was and uh, I came uh, I came here. Like I said, I moved to Southampton and uh, it took me about about a lovely, lovely house. Very fortunate. I mean, God has shined on my life or whatever you want to call it has shined on my life it's so clearly because I remember as a child, my life was it was awful. It was terrible. It was scary, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. full of angst, you know? And, uh, but it's more than made up for it. And I, I have a lot of faith and uh, I, I have a lot of courage. I just, I heard somebody one time say, it was probably somebody, I don't know who it was, but a friend of mine said, you have to step out in faith. I'm like, what's that mean? Just do it and be, you know, take it, take all the good out of it and, and, and don't, you know, have some courage, live your life boldly take off a big bite so i did that you know if i had a real inclination to do something and and couldn't see a reason not to instead of being a pussyfoot about it i would i would uh jump into it so i moved here and then i i i cleaned up this beautiful house that um i can't believe i managed to buy and uh, it's on two and a half acres overlooking the shinnecock bay if anybody knows this area and it's on the highest hill in Southampton. It's a cra mm. it's crazy. I got it. It's great to be on a hill near water. You know, you don't want to be. What sign uh, are you? A Taurus. Oh, okay. Taurus is very good with money. Yes, we are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so is Barbara Streisand a Taurus. I know. Barbara Streisand is a Taurus. My ex and I bought her house on Carrollwood. 
Uh, Long story. We did not buy it from her. She sold it to someone. We moved into the house adjacent, the old Gary Cooper house in Baroda. Mm -hmm. And then we decided that we wanted to buy. We were so sad that Streisand had sold her house to somebody else before we moved in because he decided, my ex decided he wanted to buy it and incorporate it all into one big lot. So we ended up buying it from the person she'd sold it to less than a month after he had purchased it from her. Mm. And uh, anyway, she, I knew her well enough and she did not like the fact that we gave somebody so much more money. You know, I said, well, we were living there when you sold it, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Waited a month. Maybe you would have been the one, but she was fine. But uh, since we shared the same birthday, often I would go for a bike ride. Oh, would, you share the same birthday. Yeah, I would go out her gate. So oh. every April 24th, my birthday and her birthday, I would go, you know, it happened twice. I went out the gate and there'd be a big sign that said, happy birthday. And I'm like, oh, of course, they thought Barbara still lived there. And was <laughs> But I took it as, and I, I remember the first time it happened, I said to my partner, I said, you, did you put that banner up there across from the Streisand gate? He said, what banner? I said, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I knew it was for her. But uh, where were we? <laughs> we were talking about this. We're going to have to end in a few minutes. Like, what are you doing now, Tom? Oh, right. So, so now I'm, uh, uh, I'm doing a lot of theater. Um, uh, I did a off-Broadway play last summer, but I'm doing a local theater out here. It's the East End, and it's full of great artisans out here. It's a lovely, lovely place. And uh, there's a lot of great local theater. I, I'm in a, a one-act play festival, which opened last night. And will it's only two-night only. So last night was opening. Tonight's closing. Okay. And it's a very rewarding little play I'm in. The one I'm in is, is quite quite fabulous. And then I go right from there on Monday, start rehearsal for the Chalk Garden here in Southampton, which we're oh. doing. And then um, I'm doing, I'm on radio, WLNG Radio uh, 92.1. It's available uh, at WLNG.com. I'm on Sunday nights from 8 to midnight. And I fill in, like this coming week, I'll be on Tuesday, What's Wednesday, What's the name Thursday, of your show? I used to call it Gregory Way. I used to brand it. I used to brand it uh, specific to me. But now I just, it's WLNG. You know, I should give it a name. It's the Tom Gregory. Okay. That's but cool. but yeah. I fill in. It's I, it's a challenge. It's one of those other things is a challenge. Like today I got an email. He wants me to do evening drive from two to six. Ooh. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, which is like so different than doing Sunday eight to midnight. You know, it's like, ah, do I want to do that? It's, it's do great. It. Do well, it. I, I am, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take it upon myself to, to sit with the guy on Monday uh, before I go in on Tuesday and just get down to the specific he does. And I guess I'll make it my own and it won't be as good as the guy who's been doing it for 16 years. But it's that's it. It'll be you. It'll be Tom Gregory, the Gregory way. The Gregory Way. Well, I did a I did a video a series uh, on YouTube called Gregory Way, which is quite interesting. If anybody is interested, oh in look, I definitely will. The Gregory Way on YouTube, everybody. Yeah, Gregory Tom Gregory. Look up Gregory, Gregory Way. It was a very weird little. I did many episodes of it. We, it did very very well. We were picked up by different portals and stuff. But it's 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 a reality show. But oh. I'm going to give you all a big secret. There's nothing reality about reality television. It's really? Not, is that not, certainly not when I'm on it. No, I'm kidding. I know. 
you know, it's I'm all- on a reality show, which is starting again called Bubby's No Best, where we match people up, matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. But I need that. I'm, I, I, I've gotten to the point in my life uh, where I, I have a dog. He's 14 and a half year old dachshund. And people say, oh, you, you know, you, you're alone. I said, no, I'm not alone. I have a dog. I will, sure. say, I will say he doesn't help around the house very much. But uh, okay, he is. Dog, I'm going to have to cut you off soon. But That's you all right. Know. You're not cutting me off at all. And I, I want bots. They used to call me real quick because I, 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 the Batman of trash. When I used to run along Mulholland and pick up trash, everybody knew me. I used to wear this Batman shirt on backwards, so the signy was on my back. It was I branded myself. You know what the hell? There you go, brand yourself, honey. I branded myself, TikTok Bubby. And you know what, Tom Gregory? If no one told you they love you today, I love you because you're you. Thank you for coming on my show. It'll be up in a few minutes, like at about twenty. Okay. Thank you. So Thank you, Thank you, you. all. I appreciate it. Oh.